Hello, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation is three years old, and we have some exciting updates associated with today's episode. We have amazing new detailed show notes for each and every episode. And we've even gone back into the archives of every prior episode. I mean, we're talking over 100 shows and updated those show notes too. So they are more readily searchable and give you the highlights and details in case you're listening in the car and unable to take notes. And now let's kick off today's episode. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now... Here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Hello, my entrepreneurial friends, and welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of business owners with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Today is an episode ending in four. So episodes ending in four and nine is when we go all in to talk about probably for most of you, one of the biggest expenses in your company payroll, the people problem. Um, But you can turn that problem into an opportunity. And that's why we focus two out of every 10 episodes on this topic because people are what you need in your business, whether it's people in office, remote, or even virtual uh, in overseas countries and such. So let's dive in and kind of talk about, you know, using a process and system to consistently and effectively hire five-star employees. You're here because you love Profit First, because Profit First is a process and a system for you. You just implement it. You follow the steps. And if you follow the steps, you will have success. You will have profit uh, correlated. Excuse me, you'll have cash in the bank correlated to your profitability and it works. So why reinvent the wheel? Why fumble? Why stumble? Why spend inordinate amount of money on average ho-hum or worse employees because, you know, I mean, Steve Jobs has been famous for quoted as saying that one five-star employee or one A player can run circles around two or three B, C, or D players. And so we want to really get specific. We want to get focused and we want to never settle for less than a five-star employee is the point. When you decide to never settle for less than a five-star employee on your next hire and your subsequent hire and your subsequent hire after that, then you can be 90% effective in hiring five-star employees who represent the top 15% of available talent. So you just have to have an objective foundation and process in place for the recruitment, hiring, and retention of these five-star employees. They are not, you know, sparkly rainbow unicorns that don't exist. Five-star employees, again, represent the top 15% of available talent in the market, which means one out of seven candidates is a potential five-star employee. Sadly, most companies are lucky if 25% of the time they're hiring five-star employees, which means that for most companies, 
Three out of four hires are a mishire. Three out of four hires are a one, two, or three-star employee, an average ho-hum or worse employee. So what we want to do is really get specific about honing in on what does a five-star employee look like for the role in your company. Now, you guys, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for many, many years, and I started uh, my first business at the ripe old age of 25, and, uh, you know, pretty young, uh, pretty green, didn't really expect to plan on being an entrepreneur, just kind of became an opportunity that I, that I seized at the moment. And so my brilliant hiring strategy at the ripe old age of 25 was to hire people younger than me because, you know, they wouldn't know if I was a good or bad boss. I was their first boss. Uh, and, you know, I kind of got lucky that that worked out. I was able to hire some referrals and friends, which, you know, tends to um, have a higher rate of success when it comes to hiring. But um, then I hired JR. And JR turned out to be a one-star employee. Now, although he was a fraternity brother of one of my five-star employee graphic designers and the brother of uh, a, a friend that I went to college with, he really was oh, such a thorn in my side, you can say, to the point where one day I woke up on a Monday morning and said to myself, can I call in sick to my own company, like fake sick into my own company to avoid another day with JR in the office? And so that was the moment that I realized that I had no clue on how to hire great employees. My prior luck had run out and I needed to become serious about having a proven and objective foundation and process to avoid hiring another JR. So that starts with kind of the first key idea here is assessing talent must be based on a structured foundation, whether you're evaluating existing employees or potential new hires. So by definition, a structured foundation refers to identifying and understanding all the factors and requirements of what goes into doing the job. Since most companies have multiple roles in their organization, the factors and requirements for each role, including the qualities, aptitudes, skills, key responsibilities, and success metrics by role must be determined prior to initiating your recruitment of this role. So you've got to get serious and go all in on really understanding exactly what you need, what you want for the role. And then that becomes the bar that you set. That becomes the, the, the litmus test that you bump all of the candidates against. And now remember, this is a numbers game. And if five-star employees only represent the top 15% of available talent, one out of seven candidates, that means that six of the seven candidates, six of every seven candidates will fail to meet the criteria of what you need in a five-star employee for the role. When companies get specific with their requirements by role, you're starting to set the bar with what constitutes great top-tier performance. And, you know, then you know, like, where's the bar set? And, you know, everyone's going to fall below it except one out of seven. 
All right. So the key to hiring five-star employees is to set the bar to measure what five-star performance looks like, and then make sure you're never settling for candidates or employees who fail to meet that bar. All right. Now on to our second kind of key idea here in the five-star employee rating system. And when you use that as your structured foundation for objectively rating employees, you're going to be personalizing the hiring in your organization and then further customize the five-star employee rating system by role. So uh, we've talked about this before, but as a refresher, the five-star employee rating system is based on you guessed it, five criteria. The first one is core value alignment. The second one are the 11 universal qualities. Number three are the aptitudes and skills for the role. Number four are success metrics. And number five is return on payroll. So these five criteria provide very specific and objective measures to assess whether existing employees or potential new hires meet or exceed where the bar has been set. So again, we're delineating between five-star performance versus being average, ho-hum, or worse. So when we get clear and specific about exactly what you need for the role, you can now be consistent in your assessment and evaluation of current employees and potential new hires. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. The, 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 the current employees that you have that are kind of driving you crazy, making you pull your hair out, making you want to call in fake sick to your company, making you feel like, oh, I'll just do the work instead of like trying to deal with them again or trying to teach them again. Uh, it, that just proves that you have the wrong people. As Jim Collins would say, you've got the wrong people in the wrong seats on the wrong bus going in the wrong direction. So when you have certain roles, you need to maybe assess an individual's aptitude for creativity. Not every role requires the aptitude of creativity, but let's say you need creativity in your role. So let's say you need a minimum score of four out of five for creativity. And when you assess a candidate um, to be a two in terms of their creativity, well, then that tells you that this candidate is not a five-star candidate. And that's the moment that you remove them from the pool. All right. You're, you're getting real specific on all of the ingredients that you need for someone to be a true five-star employee. And the more specific your criteria, the more effective and consistent you can be in achieving a 90% effective rate in recruiting, hiring, and retaining five-star employees. And when you have a team of five-star employees, oh my gosh, like it gives you freedom. It gives you the ability to go and start new businesses, go into your passion project. I mean, again, you know, one of the reasons why I'm able to do a podcast, why I'm able to partner with Mike on collaborating on his next book, why I have multiple businesses is because I have cracked the code on how to recruit, hire, and retain five-star employees, which means those businesses are staffed by teams of rock stars, true five-star employees who do the job better than me. I just need to oversee the operations. Um, I spend about, you know, 
two hours a day on each business, 10 to 15 hours a week total um, on those businesses. And then I have the margin to do other things because all I have to do is pop in on the strategic stuff, pop in on the daily huddles and just keep my pulse on those businesses. All right, the third key idea here is that, um, as I mentioned, there's five criteria. And one of the five criteria are the 11 universal qualities of five-star employees. And, you know, we've identified these 11 universal qualities that no matter what the role, these are the 11 qualities that just are what you need, especially as a small business owner in your business. So those 11 qualities are Number one, achieves goals. Number two, collaborative. Number three, communicates. Number four, completes tasks. Number five, learning. Number six, limber. Number seven, listens. Number eight, open to feedback. Number nine, proactive. Number 10, produces quantifiable results. And number 11, they are supportive. So, um, you know, the 11 universal qualities provides a great set of criteria from which you can assess candidates and assessing candidates on these 11 universal qualities can be done by a combination of the following, you know, and interview questions around those 11 universal qualities specific to what you need in the role for the position, um, observation of candidates, um, in your hiring gauntlet, giving them specific tests, uh, and then using some feedback tools like assessments and things like uh, the all-in assessment, of course, that's our favorite, um, the culture index and DISC, et cetera. So you just have to remember to keep your eye on the prize. The ultimate objective is to exclusively recruit, hire, and retain five-star employees. The top 15% of available talent, which means 85% of, of, of your applicants are no bueno, no thank you. We want to eliminate them. Um, and so uh, while it may be tempting to just fill the position with someone seemingly eager to take the job, these types of baseless hiring decisions end up causing, yeah, maybe you're feeling this right now with some of your employees, frustration, resentment, fatigue, um, and, and they can actually also have the damaging effect of negatively impacting your existing five-star employees. When push comes to shove, when you have a team of one, two, three, and five-star employees, the people who are going to just stay and continue to collect a paycheck are the one and two-star employees. The five-star employee is going to kind of get fed up and sick and tired and look for another opportunity. So when you have a team with people that aren't pulling their weight, the one, two, and three-star employees, you're at risk of losing your best people. So it's important to really understand and, and never settle. You know, if you've got people on your team right now who are one, two, and three-star employees, I would say, hey, <laughs> um, it's time to go, man. Um, and, 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 and free up that payroll. You know, we've talked about this too, uh, a return on payroll. So if you have, 
employees, they should be producing a minimum of a 3x return on payroll, which means that if you are paying someone $50,000 a year, they should be having $150,000 impact on revenue. They need you to be producing a 3x return minimum on their payroll. So, you know, I mean, this is easy to calculate. Um, you just take uh, uh, your payroll journal actually, and just spreadsheet it out. And, you know, every employee is on that payroll journal except owners and, uh, and, and into the spreadsheet. And then you put, um, you know, what their, what their salary is from the payroll journal, their, their, their paycheck from their last pay date. And then, uh, you know, multiply that by the number of pay periods you have. And now you have, figured out what their total salary is, and then um, you three exit. Um, so then you multiply in the next column, everyone's annual salary by three, and then you total that at the bottom. And uh, that is how you can tell that our, your total sales, total revenue, um, consistent with producing that 3x return. So those numbers should be pretty close. Um, if they're far off, if your payroll at 3x exceeds your total revenue, then you've got a problem. You've got people collecting paychecks. You have people not producing a 3x return on payroll. And you know, when you are letting people collect a paycheck, when, um, you are not getting that 3x return on payroll, you're like killing your profitability, right? Um, because remember, there's only two ways to increase profitability. Number one, increase margin, and number two, decrease expenses. And if one of your largest expenses is payroll and you have people collecting paychecks, not producing a 3x return, that is walking out the door and going into one, two, and three-star employees' pockets and, and it's lost profit opportunity for you. So, you know, let's get this, let's get this fixed now. And we have a special um, guide on how to hire five-star employees. And um, I'm going to walk you through this exercise. But if you text never settle, never settle as one word, N-E-V-E-R-S-E-T-T-L-E, -E -E, no space, to 411321, so text never settle to 411-321. You can um, download our guide on how to hire five-star employees. And there is a four-minute exercise that I'm going to kind of walk you through right now. So if you're driving, you can, you know, catch this um, on, uh, on, on a PDF and go through it because it literally takes no time at all. So basically, this is a universal qualities quick litmus challenge. And what we do is we have all of those 11 universal qualities laid out for you. And on the left side of the page, we have you putting at the top the name of your best employee. And on the right-hand side of the page, you list your most frustrating employee. Maybe it's someone that no longer works for you. That's fine. Um, but you're going to put that name there. And then you're going to go through and, and you're going to fill in the stars that are there next to each of the 11 universal qualities. And, you know, I think you'll quickly see, oh my gosh, you know, uh, my best employee hit 10 out of the 11 qualities and my most frustrating employee, oh my gosh, geez. 
Like I could barely fill in three stars for them out of the 11. And, and, and that's where you can start to see, oh my gosh, when I get specific, when I say I need someone who's going to achieve goals for this role, when you say I need a level of collaboration for this role and you start measuring candidates based off of these qualities, you start to you know, filter out the one, two, and three star candidates so that you can focus in on hiring the ideal top talent, those five-star employees. Now, one thing um, about those 11 qualities that's pretty interesting is that um, out of those 11 qualities, two are coded green, two are coded red, and the remaining seven are coded gray. So what does the color coding mean? Well, the green qualities, those are communicates and learn. Those qualities are relatively easy to up-level in someone. Um, so if you're seeing someone that, um, you know, maybe could use some improvement in their communications and such um, and, and how they communicate, those things can, can be coached and, and leveled up. The seven qualities that are coded gray, those are, um, you know, coachable, uh, but they require some focus and some attention. So if someone's not meeting one of those gray qualities with your minimal acceptable score for, for that gray quality. So for example, um, being proactive, uh, is, is one of those gray coded qualities, then you can up-level that person, but it's going to require an investment by you or their manager to really coach them, really stay consistent on helping them, you know, improve that quality. Then there are the two dreaded um, but helpful and insightful qualities that are coded red. And those are two are limber and listens, all right? Limber is what you want as a business owner. You don't want to say flexible because those are two different things. An employer wants employees who are limber, someone that you can say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but uh, you know we've got this change order coming in from a client and it's going to come at 4.50 and we need to turn it around tonight. Can you stay until six when they normally get off at five? Someone saying, sure, no problem. That's a limber employee. Um, you also need to be weary, and uh, the other red quality is is listening. So if someone is not listening, and we like to s view and, and assess people on active listening. So are they listening with all their senses? It's not just what they hear. It's kind of like what they see, what they observe, how it all plays together and comes together. If people are failing those two red qualities of being limber and listened, if they're failing just one of them, that is a huge red flag. That is where their journey stops in your hiring gauntlet. And that is where you eliminate them as a prospective candidate. Because if they are not limber and they don't listen, good luck, Chuck. They're never going to be limber and they're never going to listen. And that's not what you need in your organization. So, um, that exercise is available 
by texting 411-321 and the word never settle as one word. And, you know, I mean, it's, again, not going to be surprising that, you know, your best employees are going to have way more filled in stars compared to your most frustrating employees. But again, it's going to be this big aha, I hope for you, where you can start to get serious and really start to think about exactly what you need for the role and never settle. Let your, let your competition hire the people with a pulse, the people that say they can do it, but haven't proven that they can do it. So um, when when you use the 11 qualities litmus test, you know, it'll it'll kind of make you go, hmm, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have hired that person. So remember, effective and consistent hiring of the top 15% of available talent in the market, aka those five-star employees, requires that objective foundation and process, the five-star employee rating system provides exactly that. So, you know, analogous to profit first, which is your cash management system for your business, the five-star employee rating system is another system and process that you can put in place in your business to be objective, to help automate and create consistency in your recruitment and hiring process. Because by having a framework for what you want and need for an employee, and then setting that bar for, for what success looks like in that role, what a five-star employee looks like in the role, provides that objective measure from which you can effectively, and again, consistently evaluate talent and move from a 25% success rate in hiring five-star employees to a 90% success rate. So um, maybe you've picked up on this, but the secret to your success is never settle, never settle for less than a five-star employee. So that is why you can text never settle to 411-321 to get your how to hire five-star employees guide and that uh, four-minute exercise, that litmus test on the 11 qualities of a five-star employee. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you want to learn more about the five-star employee rating system, then please go to theallincompany.com. That book that Mike and I have been collaborating on is finally off to the publisher and uh, is about ready to go into typesetting for production. So it's getting close and the official uh, release date of the book is now set in stone. So help me, January 2024. But you can start getting a preview of the content, start implementing things now uh, by going to theallincompany.com. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.